We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Jolly John Lekomsky coming to you from my home in Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from my office here at Ascension Lutheran Church, where I serve as pastor uh, in South uh, City. And this is uh, wrestling with the basics, of course. And man, I, I read across something interesting in the news uh, today. I wondered if you were aware of this. Did you know that you cannot say uh, Taco Tuesday on uh, on air. Did you know that? I, I did not know that, John. Is that is it copyrighted or something, Taco it, it, Tuesday? It is. It is. It is a registered trademark of uh, Taco John's. Uh, that's, a, that's a Mexican chain. Uh, and I'm kind of proud because it was actually one of the uh, Taco John's uh, stores up here in Minnesota that had first used that uh, word, Taco Tuesday, uh, and so right now, our producer, Ian, he's got, got a notebook and he's got an ink pen. And every time I say Taco Tuesday, he's making a little check mark because we have to send a $1.74 to uh, Taco John's every time we use Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, the, the thing is, the, the reason it comes up, because there's actually a lawsuit about it now, that Taco Bell who we all know Taco Bell, has actually um, uh, challenging this in court. Uh, they say that it has been uh, genericized. Uh, genericized. Have you ever heard of that word before? Sure. Yeah. So it's become so common, so generic a phrase that it's, it's really kind of public domain. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a lot of things that are that way. Kleenex, aspirin, trampoline. I did not know that. Ooh. Cell phones. Those are all, at one time, they had been... Uh, uh, trademarks, and now, you know, they're, like you say, they're just generic. Everybody uses them. And so that's what Taco Bell is doing. They're suing uh, so that anyone can say Taco Tuesday. Oh, oops, another $1.74. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and, of course, it brings back memories. It brings back memories because I, I, I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but originally we were going to be called Wrestling with the Fundamentals, uh, WWF. Oh, really? Yeah, but we, we were sued by the World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> okay? No. Uh, who? Well, no, and ironically, they in turn were sued by the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> so we had to change our initials. They had to change our, uh, their initials. Uh, what's even stranger, and I don't think anybody knows this because it, it was just kind of in-house uh, discussion. Uh, you know, our show started with uh, Paul Clayton, who was yes. a, a lifetime radio man, great, great yeah. uh, promoter. And so he said, John, we need to have a name that will immediately catch people's attention, will make people say, hey, I, I, I want to listen to that. And some of the names that Paul had suggested were Seinfeld. Um, he also suggested the Johnny Carson show. And I said, Paul, you know, my last name isn't Carson. Don't worry about it. Your name's John. That's all we need. Uh, and the one that he suggested that I liked the best and I really would have gone with was the Beatles. 
But but management told us, and I did not realize this, and I, I, I suspect Paul didn't realize this either, that those names were already in use. Isn't that something? Oh, okay. Imagine yeah. that. So we, we couldn't use any of those names either. So we are what we are now, wrestling with the basics. But it's something to think, Matt, that at one point you might have been a member of the Beatles. Of the Beatles. <laughs> of the Beatles, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't have I never heard of them before. Have you heard of them before, Paul? The Beatles? The Beatles, yeah. Have you heard of I them? I think they sound I, vaguely familiar, John. Yeah. Did they sell Volkswagens? I'm thinking that's what they were. It was a Volkswagen dealership, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah, so. the, the Volkswagen Beetle. Well, they, they don't like stands to reason, John. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think they were well, German. I think they were British. <laughs> something about an invasion. I remember something vaguely about they were invading. I, I don't remember. But anyway, so right now Matt's going, uh, he's going, How in the, what in the world does this have to do with my topic for today? <laughs> but it does. It does, Matt, because we want to talk about a registered trademark of Christianity. Oh, okay. All right. You see so, where we're okay. going? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh this has been a trademark of Christianity for 2000 years and yet it has not been uh, generified yet. It hasn't become gener generic. No other religion has claimed it. It is to this day associated only with Christianity alone, uh, uh which is a redundancy, I know. <laughs> but what what word am I talking about, Matt? And it's a coin word. It, 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 we didn't get it from the Bible or anything. We acknowledge that. What 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 trademark am I talking about, Matt? I am so impressed, John, that with, you brought this home somehow. This topic. <laughs> it does amazing. Well done, John. Well done. And it was entertaining along the way. Yeah. So so the trademark we're talking about today is the Holy Trinity. The Trinity. Yes. And you're, you're exactly right. I think, you know, if you ask your average Christian, um, is the word Trinity in the Bible? I think they would say, well, of course it is. It's a churchy yeah, word. How could it not um, be? How could it not be in the Bible, right? And well, no, the, the actual word Trinity itself is not in Holy Scripture. But boy, we see uh, the Trinity, God revealing himself in that way all over the place in Scripture. Yes. Uh, but the word itself, no, it is uh, one. It's a word that's been used by the church to describe who God is, who he reveals himself to be in the scriptures. You're exactly right. That's a good way of looking at it, John. Kind of a trademark, right? Uh, a name that's been given. Yeah. So so why, why man? What, what's important about it? And I, I know there's a lot of people that would say, well, it's not in the scripture. We shouldn't be using it. What, 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 so why is that such an important thing? I'm glad you asked, John. Okay. <laughs> and I think, I think part of it is, is that it sets god apart from all the all the false gods right okay. and, and we're talking about other religions and, and world religions and things that this name trinity sets god apart as being distinctly different you know i think there's lots of different names for god that does that and there's lots of names that are in the scriptures for god um god itself that word elohim that hebrew oh. word that's kind of the sort of the formal name for god mr god if you will um, and, and, and Matt, ironically, it actually means gods. <laughs> that, that's yeah, oh, yeah. it can be taken plural. The yeah. plural, yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. And then I, I love how then the scriptures give us a little clarity then. You know, uh, yeah. the word Yahweh, I think, clarifies then, uh, which is a Hebrew word that means the Lord. And so that's God's personal name. This is the God of the God of Israel, right? So, and, and many times those words are used together, right? Elohim and Yahweh, like the Lord God. So mm -hmm. it's giving that clarification. 
okay, this Elohim, this God we're talking about, who is he? Well, he's the Lord. He's Yahweh. Um, so I love when those two are used together to give that that clarity of who we're talking about. And, you know, the list goes on, and, right? And, 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 you know, what's interesting, it, so it's, it, it's, it is, although I think as we talk about the Trinity, it'll make perfect sense why it is in the plural. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why, why it's Elohim. Yes. But 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 just so people understand, while that is the word for God, uh, when when the Bible refers to the other gods, they're always called the low Elohim, which has nothing to do about their height. <laughs> it's not like they're really short, but, but low is the word for not. So isn't it interesting? Our, our God is the Elohim in the plural, and everything else is the not gods. I thought, I thought that's yes. a clever way of referring to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and hold on to that idea of the pluralness of God, okay. right? Uh, as we talk about the Trinity. Yeah, thanks, John. And especially as we, we maybe look at a little creation today, too. Um, but all those different names for God that, that come up in the Bible, the, the Lord of the nations, the Lord of Sabaoth, you know, the Lord of angel armies, um, the ruler of all things, uh, the Ancient of Days, the Alpha and the Omega, the I Am, and the list goes on and on. And I think people might begin to wonder, well, why do we need to make up another name, yeah. <laughs> trademark yeah. another name, the Trinity, and why do we even, within the Christian Church, even have uh, a Sunday where we recognize the Holy Trinity? We have a Holy Trinity Sunday that just took place not too long ago for the, the worldwide Christian Church. Um, and on top of that, as Lutherans, boy, we really like the Trinity, John. Um, the, the most common name of a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod congregation is, guess what? Trinity Lutheran Church. Um, well, and is and that you right? even served yeah. at a Trinity Lutheran church, right? I, I in the did. dual in parish in Darmstadt for many years, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Trinity, boy, a common name, a name that we love, a name that we set aside a Sunday to. So what's the deal? <laughs> it, it's like um, what McDonald's. Is that, word Trinity is that what you're even saying? Mean? It's like McDonald's. It's is kind of what you're saying, it's, <laughs> Well, maybe. You hear, you hear McDonald's <laughs> and right away, you know what you're going to get. And so you, you hear the word You know Trinity. what you're going to get. And, and right Trinity, away. bam, you know what you're going to get. So what are you getting when you talk Trinity? So That's a uh, good the question. Small, <laughs> the small Big catechism. Macs? Big Macs? Chicken nuggets? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Even better, John. Even, Even better. Even better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the catechism, the small catechism, and this is the explanation. So this isn't the part Martin Luther wrote 500 years ago. This is the explanation gives us some clarity. So it asks the question, what does the word Trinity mean? Yeah, well, good question. Uh, here's the explanation. It means three in one. So that's pretty simple. The name Trinity means three in one. Um, it says the church has used the word Trinity. So yeah, the church has sort of made up this word, used the word Trinity to maintain the Bible's witness that the Father, Son, and Spirit are three distinct persons and yet are one God. So the word Trinity, it, it's, it points us to one God, right? But three distinct persons, you know, like uh, that, that prefix tri, like a triangle has three sides, right? Tricycle has three wheels. The Trinity, one God, three persons. And then it goes on, and, and here's, how, here's how this explanation ends this definition. It says, this is the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. Hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and so it is, really, when you think about it, and, and rightly so. Um, this mystery in terms of we cannot, with our finite, human, limited minds, fully understand what that means. That there is one God with three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that kind of makes sense, right, John? That, you know, God is God. We're not. 
And for us to be able to fully comprehend who God is and how how the Trinity works, that that's just is beyond us. Uh, he's he's not fully comprehensible. He's God after all. Uh, but yet we have this word Trinity that helps us at least give understanding to give meaning to who God is. One God, three persons. And 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 I appreciate what you say there, Matt, because. Yeah, you know, obviously in our puny minds, well, you can't have three and one. You know, that's kind of a basic of math. One does not equal three. Uh, and yet, if we're talking about a being that is so much higher than us, it would be like a snail contemplating what it's like to be a human. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then, of course, exactly. of course, the, the image we're going to have is going to be hard for us to comprehend. It should be hard for us to comprehend because he, he yeah. after all, is God and, and we're just his creatures. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yet he gives us a revelation of who he is, too. Right. Yeah. Even though we can't fully comprehend it. So I think, John, there's when we talk about the Trinity, there's two ways that we try to understand what that means. Then one God with three persons. And one way is uh, telling. One way is telling. So we have that definition from the small catechism that's telling us what the Trinity oh, okay. is. Okay. Right. Um, we have we have the creeds. Right. We have the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, which we usually say once a year on Holy Trinity did, did Sunday. You, did you use the Athanasian it Creed? It sure did, did you, the okay. whole thing. That's yeah, yeah. a long one. It's a doozy. And, and those creeds, especially the Athanasian Creed, is trying to put into human language who the Trinity is, a one God with three persons. And boy, it is not easy. And uh, especially that Athanasian Creed, it has these statements that are almost tongue twisters uh, as you confess <laughs> who God is. Uh, but yet, it, it does a good job, I think, of telling us who the Trinity is. Um, but, but I think perhaps in, in some respects, an even better way of being able to see who the Trinity is, learn who this Trinity is, is not just by those things that tell us, but those things that show us, mm. that show us who the Trinity is. And that's where Holy Scripture comes in. Um, there are places in the Bible that show us who the Trinity is. And I think in some ways, looking at how God works, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how the Trinity is at work, maybe that's, that's the most helpful way of all to see who the Trinity is, how he reveals himself, shows us who he is. So I thought we could look at two examples of that, John. And Matt, I'd say I, yep. I agree with you, and I think that's uh, that's the best way to do it, because otherwise, and, and I love the Athanasian Creed. In fact, uh, the church we worship at up here in North, and uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, they did it responsibly, which I've never. Did you do it responsibly? That's Matt? how we did it too. Okay. Yeah, it kind of breaks it up a little bit because yeah, it's like I said, it's pretty long. Well, and you get the emphasis that way too, because it is—it's very repetitious. But you can yes. see they're—they're they're really trying to emphasize, as you said, this three-in-one concept. But 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 the problem is it comes across very very abstract. Whereas when you go into the Bible and you see the triune God at work, you realize, oh yeah, <laughs> who who wouldn't want to have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? In fact, to have just two of them or one of them, you would certainly have a much much different God than we have. Uh, and so I, you're right. It, it shows us how this triune God is real and alive and, and working in our day-to-day -day lives. So what, what text do you want to go to then, Matt? Yeah, if it, let's look at two different texts. So let's look, okay. first of all, at creation itself. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Let's go to Genesis 1, verse 1, and uh, we'll read uh, verses 
let's see here, at least verses one and two. Maybe we'll go a little further. But even at creation, I think it's important to recognize that that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because I, I think sometimes, you know, uh, well, you know, God the Son comes along a little later, you know, and Jesus is incarnate yeah. and, and becomes a man and he's born. And no, no, um, God has always existed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is eternal. And even at the beginning, before creation, God has existed. And I think that's another mystery, too, that God is eternal. He is without beginning. There's never been a time when God has not existed. And that, again, I think is something that our, our puny human minds cannot fully comprehend. Uh, I, but then I, I God... remember... Yes, I, I remember from confirmation, uh, the kids could grasp the fact that something goes on forever and ever, but they would constantly ask, well, wh where did God get his start? But you're right, yeah. that's part of the thing, too. No, he didn't have a start. He was there before anything got started. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, we, we, have, we have a start, right? We're, there's a time when we were conceived, when that life began, and now, through Christ, we, we live forever. We have eternal life. Well, our life in him will never end. Thanks be to God. But but yeah, you're right, John. God is eternal in both directions, right? He's he yep. he's never gonna end either, right? But he also doesn't have a beginning. And that's just, that's we can't comprehend that. Um, but anyway, let's here's the beginning of, of creation. So if you want to read verses one through three. Okay. And and now you got me excited because I can clearly see where God the Father is and where God the Spirit, but I'm interested in see where where Jesus is going to show up. Yeah. I, I trust yeah. you, man. I trust okay. you. Okay. All right. Hang with me. Okay. In the beginning, God, okay, Elohim, uh, created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Ruah, or the, the spirit of Elohim, so we got the spirit there, was hovering over the face of the waters. And Elohim said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. Yeah, very good. So okay. I... Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Elohim, you know, put in that, that Hebrew word and that, that word that can be even taken as plural. Yeah. So, you know, we have that kind of alluding to the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we have uh, God the Father. He, he's creating by bringing the, the, the cosmos into order. You know, there's a nothingness, and he brings it in order through this, this spoken word. So there's this spoken, performative word. God's word does stuff, right? And he says, let there be light, and there was light. It's just by the word. And so that's that's really where we see Jesus, John, is in that word itself. Ooh, um, cool. I love how, how John's gospel then, you know, picks up on that for us, explains that for us. Um, so in that spoken word, Jesus is present, and he's the one who will become then the word made flesh and dwell among us. And, you know, and I think when we read through Genesis we might not pick up on that, right? The, the word is Jesus. Well, wait a second here. But then John, in his gospel, he, he brings that to light for us. Um, he illuminates that for us so that we can more fully understand these opening words of the Bible, of creation, and to see, yeah, Jesus is present there even in the word. So, yeah, that's where we see Jesus present even here back at creation. Matt, do you think it would be stretching it, too, to say that maybe we see Jesus in the word, uh, let there be light, because, you know, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Uh, now, I know, well, I, I don't know. We don't have don't a sun know, here. I, we don't have yeah. a sun or a moon or stars. So maybe there's a broader sense of there 
being light here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that is interesting. The first thing that God says is, let there be light. I mean, that's the first spoken words recorded in the scriptures, right? Um, and that's kind of interesting, too. And, and Jesus is the light. Yeah, kind of. I think that's kind of a cool connection, if nothing else, John. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the spirit, the spirit's picture, almost like a, a bird-like creature, perhaps, hovering over the face of the, the deep, you know. And I think kind of trying to, to put into human words is this void that exists. And, and yet the spirit is hovering and present there. So again, even at creation, the spirit is present. Um, so again, uh, this is a place where we the Bible shows us, doesn't just tell us, but shows us who God is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even at creation. And, and what, what's cool, because uh, this is one of the few Hebrew phrases I remember, is tohu va bohu va bohu. That's uh, uh, without form, without void. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of cool that God comes in and immediately he, he begins to make something out of nothing, uh, which, of course, is what he's doing all the time in our world, too. It's just that yeah. we're so used to the things being here, we, we don't realize that the only reason there's there's sunlight now, the only reason there's things growing out in my yard now, the only reason that the farmers are going to plant seeds and harvest wheat and corn is because God's still doing the same thing he did all the way back at the beginning. So it's really good to have a triune God, trust me, because <laughs> yes. we would have nothing without him. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we have that in the at creation, right, the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and then in the New Testament, we even get a, a greater revelation, a more clear revelation. Same God, same God, and we didn't switch gods in the New Testament, uh, but a clear revelation of, of who the Trinity is, where God shows us even more who he is. And I think one place where we see that is in, in the Great Commission. So Matthew chapter 28, uh, very end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus has died, he's risen from the dead, and now on this mountaintop, he gives this commission to his disciples. So do you mind reading that, John, uh, Matthew 28? And uh, yeah, we'll pick up I think, with verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, thanks, Sean. So baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I think one of the things that's significant here is, you know, how many names is a person baptized into? Well, according to Jesus, one. Oh, <laughs> baptized, yeah. Baptized yeah. in the, the name. The name. Yeah. Of the Father, Singular. Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Singular name, exactly. And I think sometimes we, we gloss over that, but, but it's important. The three persons of the Trinity... They, they share one in the same name. Only one name belongs to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I, I think that's significant. One God, one name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and that's exactly how we baptize someone today. Uh, we baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and, and one of the things that I think is important for us today, you know, in our day-to-day -day lives, how is the Trinity important? Well, Martin Luther, in, his, in the Catechism, he, he suggests that when we get up in the morning, we make the sign of the cross over ourselves, and we say, in the, in name, the name of the Father, Father Son, and Holy, Son, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I love that, because we remember each day that, that we are baptized. And so whatever we encounter that day, no matter what sin we fall into, how we mess up, no matter how Satan 
attacks us, accuses us that day, even if that day we drop dead, John, <laughs> the fact remains that day we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Luther also says, end your day the same way. <laughs> when you go to bed, make the sign of the cross and say the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I think that's, that's where kind of the rubber hits the road, where um, we see the importance of the Holy Trinity in our day-to-day lives is in our baptism and that baptismal identity that every day, come what may, uh, we are still baptized in that same name, that singular name, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So uh, rejoice in that, listeners, uh, and I, I pray that you begin and end your day in that same way. This has been Wrestling with the Basics.